rock. Jimmy Juice Podcast, man. Let's go, let's go. Fee best in the world, that's what he do, know what I'm talking about. Ryan Rock, born and raised in the age time. Houston, Texas. Know what I'm saying? Let's go. Let's go, let's go, in the jacuzzi, smoking threats, I got my feet up, uh, cut them haters off, I told them beat it, I don't need you, spend 50 racks in cash, but it's all good, I got my visa, this roller got on staring at me like the Mona Lisa, my ghetto, 9K, I beat it like a creature, she always like my sneakers, these joy and five pink aces, let's go, I'm knocking them down, baby, back in the row, he really the one, they already know, so I don't my chains, go put on the show, no jeans, with my juice. Calling the beans, addicts to the ends. Get it back in on whatever I do. We get it in on the day. I get it rocking like this with the A. We get it ten toe down on the pay. What's up? We better see what they say. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Let's go. Gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. So let's go. Around playing Eminem, you okay? You and y'all lady? Yeah, gotta get it, gotta get it popping off right, man, with the uh, the Gucci and uh, Cleveland late last evening. <laughs> I'm still not tired of that shit, man. That's just still funny. <laughs> <laughs> I caught a plane out to Cleveland late last evening. <laughs> Speaking of Cleveland, uh, we had a, a great guest on uh, just now. We had Gary on Conley join us for the podcast, uh, Ohio State Buckeye, of course. And uh, former Texans player as well. So make sure y'all check out that interview. Really entertaining. Um, yeah, very, very... Uh, very uh, he's a very real dude. I'll put it like that. Yeah. He, uh, he speaks honestly and openly. And it was a great interview. So make sure y'all check that out. Um, but yeah, we back at it, man. Back for another week of fuckery and speculation. And just kicking the shit, talking about with y'all about... Whatever happened this week, sports and otherwise, and hip-hop and music and all that shit. So, we back at it with another exciting episode of Gems and Juice. Figgy, I see you uh, look like you just came from the the uh, the garage or something, man. Yeah, what, I you was, a mechanic I was, now? Man. I know you got like five jobs. You a mechanic too? Yeah, I was working on the carburetor. <laughs> 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 nah, I was, so this is a turkey leg hut shirt. <laughs> Okay. So, um, you know, uh, shout out to, um, was it Lynn? Yeah, shout out to Lynn, who owned Turkey Leg Hut. He, um, he's a big car guy. <laughs> and he's, uh, if you if you ride past Turkey Leg Hut, you see all of his cars sitting in front, just sitting there. Which is crazy, because you know how some people collect shoes, and some people collect cards, and baseball cards, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. This motherfucker collect cars, like actual Damn. cars, and he bring them all out in front of Turkey Leg Hut. So when you ride past, you can see all of them all red, and he got the Turkey Leg Hut symbol on the 
on the rims and all that stuff. So it's uh he for real with it. And I think he doing the um I want to say he doing a car show with Rick Ross. So okay. he collabing with that. But um yeah, so these shirts are like mechanic car shirts, like type of style to it. So okay. it, it got something on the back too. Okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Ironically, it got like <laughs> I guess he did a car, a car show with DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's on this is the DJ. Yeah, they Envy got beef event. now, don't they? That's funny. Yeah, uh, him and Rick Ross <laughs> yeah. got beef. So uh Lynn from Turkey Leg is doing a a car show with Rick Ross. <laughs> so that's hilarious. That's, that's the so irony. What, have you been keeping up? Because I I one, once I saw DJ Envy and Rick Ross got beef, I just skipped past it. I didn't really care. But do you even know what that's about? Like, what are they so, beefing about? So it started, it was a weird be- it might be some more stuff behind the scenes, but it originally started when uh, Rick Ross was on Drink Drink Champs. Mm-hmm. And um, they was talking about the car shows, uh, Rick Ross' car show. And I think, um, I think, I want to say uh, Nori brung up DJ Zenvy, you know, got a car show too, da 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 da. And Rick Ross kind of little man him. Like, oh yeah, that's a little car show. He kind of did one of those. It was like a little shot. And then DJ Envy seen that shot and went back and uh, went back at him with it. And then they just start going back and forth, man. Like um, Ross was going on social media, pretty much clowning him and all this other stuff, calling him DJ Envious. <laughs> and, um, and then DJ Envy did a show with the with a cop uniform on and all that stuff. And it got a little, it got a little disrespectful. When DJ Envy actually, uh, not DJ Envy, but Rick Ross brung up DJ Envy kids and wife, and um, it was a little too much. But he was pretty much saying like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have your kids clean my pool over there." He was like showing the back of his house, like, "Yeah, and your wife gonna clean my tennis racket." And he was just kind of doing that type of stuff. So I think it actually got pretty serious. I don't think they was like joking around. I think it actually got pretty serious, but they was using their platforms going back and forth. So it it was kind of strange, man. Yeah, that that's one of them random beefs. Is like okay, yeah. DJ Envy and Rick Ross don't move the needle for me, man. I, I just don't yeah, care. Yeah, because it, it started. So they was originally going back and forth about who car show is better. Which I I mean that could have been planned out where they trying to. You know, they eventually going to come together and do a big car show together. But I don't think that's the case, man. I th- like DJ Envy saying, yeah, I charge $20 and all my proceeds goes to this and that. And, you know, how many cars you got yours, Ross? And it was just going back and forth like that. But then Ross kind of got a little disrespectful and then Envy started doing the, the uh, police suit and all this other shit, so... I don't know, man. It, it, I, I ain't think they was gonna be beefing over that, man. But I guess car shows are serious now, man. I guess <laughs> uh, Paul Wall stayed out of that, though. I mean, he's he's done car shows himself, but yeah, that's I don't know what to say. I don't, I, don't, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, Miguel says Ross crossed the line. You can't bring up the family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, that's just how people beef now, you know. After uh 
after uh story of Adidon, the the there's no more rules and beef no more, man. Yeah. Did you Anything's know fair game? Did you know last week was the fifth year anniversary <laughs> when that dropped? I saw that. You know, I was I was really thinking, man, because I feel like that was the last time hip hop was really exciting. Yeah. You know, because I remember where I was when I first heard that, and it was like the edited DJ Funk Master Flex. Funk Master Flex was back in his '96 oh bag yeah. when that shit dropped, man. It's over for you, Drake. <laughs> it's over for you, Drake. That's called it motherfucking like pause. to play that old disc. <laughs> and <laughs> that's called motherfucking pause, nigga. You know nothing about that. That doc, it, it took him like an hour to play the damn song, and that that was the last time hip hop felt like hip hop, man. Yeah, and like ever, ever since then, it's just it's been kind of boring, man. Like there's nothing like that had us this hype. That's the closest because I was never like even though I was around for Nas and Jay Z. It didn't really hit us the same, man. Yeah, it was a different I, time too because yeah. like Jay Z dropped the takeover, and then it was like a fucking Months year later. Yeah, damn near a year later. Yeah, then you heard Ether, and Pusha T dropped that story of Adidon like four days after Drake and, dropped the Duppy freestyle. The yeah. entire beep took like a week, and and you know the crazy part about it. This is how spoiled we are. People was people thought Pusha T chickened out. They was talking yes, about he was taking too took long. Him four whole days. Wow. <laughs> they were just like, oh man, he dropping the ball. Pusha T, where you at? <laughs> oh man, he lost or he got scared. I was just like, damn. But it was worth the wait, man. Uh huh, dog. He 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 was putting the finishing touches. Maybe he had to clear the sample. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was man, like. Rap just hasn't been the same since then. It just hasn't, man. Like, it's it's honestly boring, dog. Nothing, nothing has had me that excited. Like, really listening, Joe Budden podcast when it's prime too. They yeah. they did the episode responding to Duppy Freestyle, like live. And then during their podcast, yeah. Pusha T dropped the song. Yeah, yeah. And then their entire mood changed. Yeah, when they heard the the uh, Pusha T response. Yeah. So, and we talked about it on our podcast, of course. It was just an exciting time for rap, man. Yeah. And it's like that, that's what the game's been missing. We need like just something. It don't even have to be beef, just something to get people excited again. Yeah. And remember the inf- remember the infamous tweet from Pusha T, like, no, that picture of Drake is not Photoshop. I don't yes. know how to do all that. <laughs> that's a real picture. I'm like Drake had to make a statement about it. <laughs> Drake had to make a statement. He said he had to pause the beef and say, hey, that picture was something I did with this photo- photographer. We were talking about the injustices of blah, blah, whatever. Nah, nigga, you put blackface on. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that dog. He had to dig that out the craze because nobody knew that picture was out there. Yeah, nobody. And, and Drake so- been around for a minute. Yes. And people had beef with Drake and had problems with Drake at one point. Yep. So that that was wild. And it still boggled me to this day because um, I think the fifth year anniversary was a couple days ago. It still bothered me to this day when I see people talking about, oh, yeah, that that, that was the most forgettable diss record. Like, who goes back to that? Di- like, do you understand the impact of that diss record, man? Yes. So Jay Prince had to step in it and stop it. <laughs> 
Like, it was like, like, they, like, say what you want, man. I, look, I ain't got no problem with nobody, but somebody had to throw in the towel, man. Because at that point, it was like, nah, it it was crazy. It was it was crazy. It was it was low key scary, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, cause here's the thing: nobody's career ends because of a diss. Okay, so act saying that Drake lost the battle does not mean that Drake became less relevant or stopped selling records or stopped being a good rapper. It don't mean none of that, man. It just means he lost the battle. Yeah. Okay. Jay Z, lot one of the most successful rappers of all time, if not the most successful rapper of all time, lost the battle. And I'm a Jay Z fan. Jay Z yeah. lost. Yeah. Like it's not the end of the world. Nobody really like it, it didn't stop his success, but he he started we, the battle and he lost. Yeah. And we, we can't. We Drake can't, took it there and he lost too. We can't sit here and say that song wasn't nothing. And Duppy was better. That's the other thing. People say, oh, Duppy was better. That's like, the hot take now. Who, is, who, who is, goes back who, to listen to Duppy yes, freestyle? Yes, man. who is going back listening to Duffy? Duppy? <laughs> like, ain't nobody going back to that. Like, I, know, and I ain't going to sit here and I ain't going to lie at like I go back to uh, Pusha T this song. But when it pop up on the timeline, I do listen. Yes. And I do look at the lyrics because I was looking at the lyrics recently. And I'm like, oh, that's what that meant. You know what when you go back to an old Jay song? Yeah. And you catch the the uh you catch the 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 lyrics like, oh, that's what that meant. Like, oh shit. And that's what I did recently. I'm like, oh shit. Like I I kind of took it for granted because I got the regular jabs, but it's some under the line shit where you be like, damn, that is crazy. <laughs> Like when he said, no. "I got the devil flow that sit 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 sit," and put the the Drake <laughs> sit, sit. I was just like, "What?" I'm like, yeah. "What the?" F-? I didn't catch that at the at the very beginning, but I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "How can people just say he was just on there gossiping?" <laughs> like that's crazy. It's a rap battle, man. Like that's the point. What You're is he su- supposed like, to talk about? People have their like an imaginary idea of what a rap battle is supposed to be. Even Drake did. Because Drake was like, I study rap battles for a living and you're not supposed to go there. What rap battles have you seen? Yes. Where people didn't get personal, people didn't get disrespectful. Everyone I've seen, they've gotten raw with it. We've seen people get knocked out at a rap battle. Yes. (laughs) Because they got too personal or got too offended. (laughs) So anything goes in a rap battle, especially when you're the biggest rapper out, man. They're going to take any opportunity to knock you down and look, it it, it worked. Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, it didn't impact his career, of course, but it fucking it adjusted things. I'll put it like that. It adjusted yeah. things. Yeah, especially him. especially coming off the Meek situation. Because yeah. he went back and forth with Meek and obviously made Meek look silly. And now, you know, I think I think Drake was kind of feeling himself, man. He thought he was gonna do the same thing he did oh, to hell Meek. Yeah. And it didn't work out like that, and it, you know, um, and it it, it kind of hit him financially a little bit, but I wouldn't say he lost everything, but nah. it did kind of screw up that uh, Adidas rollout. So it, you know, he had to make he had to switch some things around, but he's he's fine, man. He's still one yeah. of the best artists out here. 
Oh, definitely. And, and, and yeah, I and, think... And, the, and, and this is the other funny thing, too, how people try to say, oh, Jake, Drake still got more hits. Or what um, What? What hits Pusha T got? It's like, it's not even... Like, why are y'all comparing that at this point? Well, don't, don't break up no record sales, man. Pusha T, no, he ain't in that category. We talking about rap battles, man. We talking about this, this for this. That's all it's about, man. If you want to argue... Who's, it's not even an argument of who's the bigger rapper, okay? It's not an argument. We all know it's Drake. It's not, that's not what we're talking about, man. When you talk about that, that battle, which was a battle because Drake made a diss record, so he entered the battle and he lost. That's all the conversation. That's the end of it, man. Yeah. Like, even Drake fans got to eat that. It, it just is what it is. But... Like Drake is fine, okay. Drake Drake will be okay. He's been okay. He can continue to be okay. Pusha T will continue to be okay doing what he does. But that was just a great moment in time, man. And as a neutral observer, like I'm not a super Drake or super Pusha T fan, it was great. The yeah. Jay Z battle hurt because I was a Jay Z fan, man. So I was like, ah, oh, yeah. I gotta admit, just, you got cooked. Just imagine hearing that. For the first time ever that fuck Jay-Z. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, what the fuck is this? You know what the wild thing is like using the Tupac sample is crazy because Tupac didn't like either of them. <laughs> <laughs> he dissed Jay-Z and, and Nas. Nas. Yeah. But uh Nas used that sample perfectly. So <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Uh Miguel says, What about Eminem and you MGK rap devil was better? I mean, that was exciting, too, but it wasn't Drake and Pusha T. That was, to me, that was like, because we are we are Drake and Pusha T fans. Yeah. So it was like, oh, man, it was kind of like watching your favorite fighters, two best fighters fight. So it was like, oh, man. But Eminem and um, MGK, that's kind of like watching two random white people fight. Yeah. <laughs> like you you ain't got no dog in the fight and you just like, oh shit, they fight. Oh, you kind of look and eat a little popcorn maybe here and there. But after it's over, it's like, all right, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and you just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and also the MGK diss, like looking back, like he didn't even have the courage to go full like diss mode. Because half the song it felt like he was complimenting Eminem. Yeah. He was like, I know you the GOAT. You can't call nobody the GOAT if you dissing them, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care how you feel about Eminem. If you're going to make a diss record, you got to be disrespectful, man. You can't be like, I know you the GOAT. Don't you, even... That, that you gotta shit go, is weird. You got to go Cameron when he... Oh, Cameron when he went in on Nas. Yes. Because, <laughs> because Cameron talked about this. He was just like, man, Nas was one of my favorite artists. And when he said that shit about us, he was just like, oh, man. He, like, it hurt me, but... We got to go to war now. Yeah. So he ain't say, hey, you was my favorite rapper, but I got to dish you now. He ain't say that. <laughs> he went in. He, that's when they started talking about smacking koofies and all that. And his so. mom and all, his dead mom and all this shit, they went far, man. Yeah. And they, I think they asked him, I think it was Drink Champ who talked about it. And he was there asked him, like, why, they, why he went so far and why he made so many records about Nas. And he's like, I thought that's what we had to do because it's Nas. You know, he's like one of the greatest rappers ever. So if he came at us, they didn't want to get Jay-Z, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, Nas never responded, so it didn't really matter. But, yeah. 
Uh, Miguel said, I'm going to hit y'all with an RC with the Eminem and the, MGK. The race car. Great race car. <laughs> with the... <laughs> That's mean like an RC Cola. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Robert said on Facebook, says, I didn't realize that Ice Cube and Cypress Hill beef got the Mexican cartel wanting to get at Cube. Yeah, beef was crazy, man. And, mm. and low-key... Ice Cube has been on some fuck shit in his career, dog. Like, because I, I was re-watching that. It was an episode, it was a part of the Beef series back on, that was on DVD. On DVD, Back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and they, they covered that. And it's like, basically, Ice Cube was in a session with uh, uh, Cypress Hill. And suddenly, I, Ice Cube made some songs. And he, he had some bars from songs that Cypress Hill played for him. Oh. And so they were like, what the be real was like, what the fuck? And shit kept going. So he finally made a diss record. And the funniest part of that beef was uh Mac 10 and his reaction. He was like, I never met them before. And they was bloods. But they diss Q, so I had to diss them. <laughs> like, they be ride against my niggas, so I had to ride against them. And it's super funny when you realize that. Mac 10 and Cube have fallen out and they haven't talked in 20 years. So, Damn. like, yeah. that's where your loyalty got you, man. Yeah. You got an outside looking in. Damn. I forgot about old Mac 10, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he he was, uh, shit, he had a classic with that. What was that song called? I forget, but it, it was it was a crazy song. He, he had a couple but, slaps, man. He, yeah. He had, he, had, he had a little moment. A full life, that's right. Full life, full life. Yeah, that shit was hard. I know the recent song he had was the "All I Do Is Think of I'm Fucking You." <laughs> that, that's, that song was playing everywhere, man. Like, yeah. the girls was on that song. The girls was playing Matt Ten, man. Yep, <laughs> in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of miss that. Uh, that West Coast G Funk era, man. Is what it is. Anyway, uh, long, long sidebar there, but we back at it, man. A lot to break down, a lot to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of start on more serious note. We got to say some prayers up to uh, ESG. Um, he was involved in a uh, well, he he got hurt. I'll say that much, and his leg was amputated. Um, he has some pictures. I mean, look at your own risk uh, because it's very graphic. But uh, his leg was injured, and I believe it was left leg, and he had to have it amputated. So, uh, prayers up for ESG, man. Hope he's doing okay, and I'm going to reach out to him soon as well. Um, But, yeah, just send him some love on his Facebook and Instagram. Make sure y'all let him know he's appreciated. But, yeah, he's going through it right now. So, Yeah. yeah, shout out to ESG, man. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about, I mean, this is not a new release that's really important, important. Like we, we, we've low key been pivoting away from the hip hop part of the podcast just because the game's been kind of, think about it, man. It's almost summer. We almost six months, we six months into the year and there's like nothing big. There's no summer anthem. Yeah. I was about to say, what's the summer anthem? What's the year, what's the year anthem so far? People are gonna say like some song from some new female drill rapper that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> but there's nothing like from a Drake. There's no March Madness. There's no like nothing of that caliber is out right now, man. I don't know what's wrong with people. People scared to drop. 
I don't know. Uh, But there was a song that came out today, man, or yesterday, I believe. It was a Gunna is back. Gunna is officially back, and he's not taking this shit lying down, apparently. (laughs) Okay? He released a new song called Bread and Butter, and he addresses everything, man. He goes in on the snitching stuff, on the snitching claims. He said uh, he never gave a statement or agreed to take no stand but the lawyers and and DA did some sneaky shit and he fell for it. Which I guess he's trying to imply that he didn't know he was he, he was he didn't know he was being recorded <laughs> when he said all that shit. <laughs> so um yeah, apparently he threw some shots at uh little Dirk and little baby as well. Um so yeah, he's uh he's not taking it lying down, man. I, I thought he would just pivot and or just act like nothing happened or I don't know what he was going to do, but he he's facing it head on, it seems like. And there's a video out as well. And look, I'll be honest, man. I've seen a lot of support from the fans uh, for Gunna. It really just seems like the rap industry has an issue with him. Yeah. But I feel like the fans, people who enjoy the music, don't give a shit. Yeah. So now I'm starting to think like, Maybe it's not really over for Gunna. Maybe he won't be able to have the big features like he used to. But as long as he got the fan support, it seems like he might be able to make it through this, man. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. And that's the one thing we discussed, I want to say, a few weeks ago or last week. Yeah. I think it's possible that he could have a career, but I just don't think he can get the features with Future, Lil Durk, obviously. And, you know... Uh, like some of the street features. But if he's signed to a label, a big-time label, I can see him getting more, uh, uh, what's the girl, uh, Chloe, Chloe Bailey features and, you know, shit like that. I can, I can see him, I can, still, I, I can see him still trying to do his thing, but um, I just don't think he'll get the street rappers. And, um, yeah, man, I... <laughs> I don't know what he'd do as far as numbers, but I can still. I, I feel like people would still listen to hell. People would still listening to Kashi Six Nine for a little bit mm-hmm. when um, when he was fresh out and he dropped songs. I think people were still checking it out, but um, I don't even think he's a, a Takashi Six Nine type of artist because Takashi Six Nine he he would talk shit a, a, a lot of shit. Yeah, and I think a lot of people was just irritated with him, but Gunna ain't even that type of artist where I can say I'm. I, I just want I, I like I can't sit here and say I want to see Gunna fail, or I want to see somebody whoop his ass. But I was like that with Takashi Six Nine because of just what type of person he was. He was just so damn arrogant. But um, I can see him still having a career. I, I can see him still uh, still making some songs and. Honestly, me, I could probably see myself still listening to some songs if it's hot. Yeah, like, like, look, like you said with Takashi, it was different because he did a lot of trolling. Yeah, so he looked extra goofy when he got caught and was snitching and all that. But Gunna, for the most part, like, yeah, he he had the slime language and stuff in his rhymes, but it wasn't like super. It wasn't like fucking little dirt type records, man. You know, yeah. it was more of like dripped out fashion, 
looking yeah. good. And, a lot and, of harmonizing. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So I feel like, I mean, like I said, his fan base don't seem to give a shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are some people who like Thug who are like, you know, they don't mess with him no more. But for the most part, if you look at the comments under the videos, like he's getting a lot of support, man. I don't think people really care. Yeah. And I feel like the industry, once they realize that nobody cares, like in the regular world, I think they'll stop caring too. Yeah. And like it, somebody, it's, there has to be one big artist who who jumps out the window and says, yeah. you know what? I'm still fucking with Gunna. I don't know yeah. who it's going to be though. Yeah. Because a lot of the artists he, he was tight with was like, I wouldn't say they were big artists. They're more like street artists. Yeah. But um, I, I think it would say a lot if he drop a project and the project actually do well numbers-wise. Numbers then I can see some couple people like, man, fuck it. Let me get on this project. If you want me on here, fuck it, man. He sold 100000 in the first week or some shit. Yeah. So, I, you know, I ain't about to fuck the morals at this point. <laughs> I'm trying to... I need to I need to clout. <laughs> so I I can see that happening. That's if he do do numbers as far as sales. Yeah, we'll have to see, man. And there's also the politics of like, you know, these people involved in gangs and shit. So there might be some people who can't collab no matter what cuz of gang politics and whatever. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, like look, people don't care. You know, mm -hmm. people are saying fuck it if the music is good, we gonna ride with Gunna. Yeah. So I don't know. It might not be over for him after all, man. We'll have to see how things shake out and how the music holds up. But yeah, I mean, he's yeah. apparently he's stepping out. Apparently he was a court side for the uh Nuggets and Heat game as well. Damn. So yeah, he's he's back out here, man. Yeah. I mean, if he do make some good music, he's like I say, he's not a troll. He he's not loud and all in your face where he's unlikable. I can see him still having a career, but right now at this moment, I just obviously the little dirts ain't gonna uh, you know um, work with him. But I just don't think some of the lower tier or mid tier street rappers are going to work with him because of that that stench right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean we'll see how it goes, man. But you know, like I said, people don't people don't care. And the music and the numbers are all people care about at the end of the day. You get so, a you get a Nicki Minaj feature for sure. Uh she did a I feature. don't know about that. She did a feature with Takashi 69 after. What was that after he snitched? I think so. If it, I, uh, okay, maybe. Yeah. Cause I know she did a, a song, but I can't I, I don't think it was after he got out, was it? I, I gotta look that up because yeah, now I'm I thought it was. I thought it was because I was thinking like, damn, um, Nikki don't. I think it. I thought it was. I might be wrong. Yeah, it, it might be. Okay, that song came out in twenty twenty, and yeah, he got out during the pandemic. I yeah, say. yeah. Okay, it was probably after then. Yeah, yeah, it was after. Yeah. So, yeah, they did the troll song. That's right. So I mean, yeah, if Nikki could do, I mean, because she yeah. got blood ties too. So yeah, she could do a song she, with Takashi Six Nine. I feel like she could do a song with Gunna easy. Yeah, and she's a she's a numbers type of gal too. So yeah, I think if the money right, I think she she'd do it easily. 
Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see uh, who jumps out the window first, but I don't know, man. Um, are you keeping up with these uh, exciting NBA finals by any chance? Um, I watched a little bit last, uh, uh, the, uh, the first game, and it, it, it wasn't even close, man. <laughs> it, look, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be maybe, uh, I thought it was going to go probably six games, five or six games at most. I was thinking five. But um, I thought the Heat, I think the Heat did a good job, but Denver is the number one team, and they got the MVP on their team. I'm calling him it, the MVP this year. <laughs> no, like, nah, that that com- <laughs> that uh, other shit don't count, man. Yeah. The, the whining and politicking your way to the MVP, we don't acknowledge that no more. Yes. But uh, it, the Heat, like, I didn't watch the whole game, but from what I watched, man, it, it kind of feels like, you know when a, a Cinderella team makes it really far in the NCAA tournament, yeah, and then they face like a real team they face and they don't fuck around no more, yeah. And that's kind of what this matchup feels like, man. I feel like it's gonna be an easy sweep. Yeah, me they, too. Heat might win one, maybe two if they get lucky, but I feel like they just the NBA probably wants a series over pretty quick too. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's gonna be over quick, man. I I ain't think it was gonna be a, a sweep because you you got Jimmy Butler. But yeah. man, Denver is too good, man. Miami was still trying to come back late in the uh, last game, but Denver, man, they just got too many good players, man. And Miami got like six undrafted players that's <laughs> that's playing for them right now. Oh wait, Tyler Hero might come back, man. So hey, he might be back for game two. I mean, you don't miss the whole playoffs, and you're gonna come in, in the finals. I don't know how that's gonna work yeah, out. Yeah, against the number one team. Right. And Jokic was uh, Jokic was out there looking like he was just toying, man. Mm-hmm. He looked like just the OG at at a, at a rec center. <laughs> that was just playing with nothing but little boys. He was the just The funny like he don't be getting no lift on his shots. Like he, he, he really like it. He played in slow motion, man. Scores, man. Yeah, he just <laughs> It seemed like even him running down the floor is just like all in slow motion, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just pull up just a little. And nobody like... can guard him, man. <laughs> nobody can guard him, dog. It's it's insane, man. That's why I'm like when people gas up this NBA as being like the most athletic, I feel like Jokic wouldn't have it this easy in the 90s, man. If Jokic was going against like prime David Robinson or prime Patrick Ewing or prime Olajuwon or prime Shaq, I feel like it wouldn't be this easy for him, man. But all he got to worry about is soft ass Embiid and (laughs) he pulling up shooting threes, man. Yeah, he's shooting threes. He man, he he taking the ball down court. (laughs) <laughs> like when have you ever seen that, man? Yeah, he, yeah, he bring it up, man. And he, he ain't a, a Anthony Davis, who was a top seventy-five player of all time, couldn't stop him or do anything against him. So that's wild. He was yeah, top man. seventy-five, man. Yeah, over the Dwight Howard, Howard got screwed there, man. Yes, that was some bullshit. Yeah, but but, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, this 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 finals might be over pretty quick, and I think I think Denver deserve it, man. One hundred percent. Jokic, he deserved MVP. I don't even know how he's gonna play for the rest of the games, but he need to win uh, Finals MVP. <laughs> so. No, he definitely will if they when they win. Because I think it's a wrap now at this point. Um, yeah. But 
you know how I really knew that this finals matchup wasn't moving no needle? I was watching ESPN. I think it was a Malika Andrews NBA Today show. And I think the leading story was what suspension John Morant might get. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam Silver made a statement saying that he's going to wait until the end of the NBA finals to uh, announce the suspension of John Morant or the punishment. And that's he said a, that's have, another reason why you know it ain't doing nothing. Yes, because they don't want to distract because they know they're going to talk about that all day. And, and him saying that still distracted people from the finals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't even said anything, <laughs> but I, people kept asking about it. So I guess he had to say something. Yeah. But now that's the story of now. What suspension do you think he's going to get? What's going to be too far? What should he get? And that, we got the finals going on right now, man. So yeah, now <laughs> uh, now, now niggas like Denver sweep these motherfuckers so we could get the all right. suspension. <laughs> Hurry the fuck up. We really want to talk about. Yeah, hurry the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Hurry up so Shannon Sharp can quit and (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like dog, we like we ain't even interested in the fucking NBA draft at this point. We know who going number one. Like just I want to know Job Morant's suspension and I want to know what's up. I want to see uh Shannon Sharp see where he go. This is like NBA 2K when your team is out the playoffs. Sim to the end, man. Sim to the end. end. Simulate the end of the the finals and let's go into next season. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) We ain't got to see no more, man. Uh, So I guess we'll talk about that as well, too, man. Uh, Adam Silver made the statement. He also said that they have additional information about John Morant. He didn't specify what that is, but... From the implication, it's something bad that they found out. So, what do you think the suspension is going to be, given these hints? I think, man, and I'm be I, I have no idea, so I'm just guessing around it. But I could see them trying to put the hammer down and maybe give them half a season. I, I would be. I, Honestly, man, like, I got no dog in the fight. I don't really care about John Morant like that. But if they give him a year, I will be living, man. That's, like, unless I I, I had to see this additional information they have. Like, did, did the guy get caught with a gun or did he, did he body somebody? Like, I had to see more of this information. But if it's a year, I would be living, man. Because this is, he's all over the place. Because, first of all, you didn't come... You didn't um, bring the hammer down the first time. You actually gave him a, a a nice little rub on the wrist, not even a slap. <laughs> it was a rub of the wrist. And now you want to give him a year? That that would be crazy. But I think it would be probably like, I would say probably like 40 games or something. Between 30, 40 games. Yeah, that's what I thought originally. But with him like egging it on and saying the additional information. Um, I feel like at most, I I think at least he's going to get half the season. I think at most, I think they might say the whole season and that'll get appealed and it'll end up being more like half the season anyway. But I think he might just want to send a strong message because look, John Moran did play in his face, okay? He met with him personally 
told him how serious it was. He seemed contrite in his apology and whatever. And then like a few weeks later, did it again. So, yeah. and any additional information, I don't know what it is, but if it's bad, then they can say, look, it's a pattern of behavior. And basically, I think Stern said, not Stern, Silver said uh, that he doesn't know what it would take to for, for John Moran to change. Yeah. He says he doesn't know. So that leads me to believe it's going to be like a season and it might get appealed and it won't be that bad. But he might just be like, look, I don't know how to change him. Yeah. You know, unless I do something really serious. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I think. No, man, we'll see. Yeah, and I know we was joking around with the, the NBA want to wait because it's going to take uh, take away from the finals. <laughs> but honestly, that I think that would be true if he did get a whole year, because if he got a whole year, people ain't gonna give a shit about this finals. People probably oh, don't no. give a shit anyway. But that would be the number one story, like during the finals. They probably be talking about it during halftime. They wouldn't mm-hmm. be talking about the game like that. It will be John Morant suspended for a whole year. And you know ESPN going to have these um, think pieces and debates. Oh, yeah. They're going to bring on J.J. Reddick. They're going to bring on uh, Kendrick Perkins and all that shit to kind of yep. Mad Dog Russo probably going to make an appearance. <laughs> and they're going to uh, have a little first take going on. So I can see it being a year, especially knowing how – Adam Silver rather wait until the finals is over to bring it. So it 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 could be something like that. It it it, it kind of remind me of the whole Deshaun Watson suspension, how they was kind of egging it on a little bit, and they knew they knew I, this was uh I guess with the remember Sue Robinson the the whole judge shit, and remember he originally got like four games or something. I think was it yeah. four games. I think it was like four games. Mm-hmm. And the NFL knew what it was. They knew what it was going to be. So they was just kind of like preparing for it. And they knew it was going to be a big blowback. So it, it seemed like it's going to be something like this that's going to take the headlines. So that's why he probably like, you know what, let's just wait till after the finals. And that way we could get all the blowback after the finals. Because this, oh, yeah. this is whatever the decision going to be going to take over the headlines. man. And something like that, honestly, is like unprecedented in NBA history, to my knowledge. I don't think anybody has been suspended for a whole season who didn't commit a crime, unless you're one of those conspiracy theorists who believe that Michael Jordan was (laughs) suspended for two years for gambling. (laughs) Yeah, I think the closest thing, the closest thing was the Kyrie Irving shit. Yeah. And that wasn't a year. That was that that was like a bizarre type of suspension, too. Because it was like he suspended until further notice, which yeah. was like well, it was like eight games. I think I think it was like somewhere around there. But then he had to like meet with some people. It was it was so silly, he had to, man. Yeah, he had to write the checklist of apology shit. He yeah, had to do and it's like yeah, and and I think the the pressure from the NBA players union is what made him come back sooner. I think because they're like, wait, you, you can't do this, man. There's no yeah. precedent for making him do this checklist bullshit before he yeah. comes back. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you making him donate. Mm-hmm. After he tried to donate before and they refused. And they said no. <laughs> so now, yeah, so now you had to walk that back and take the money. Now you're asking for the money now. 
That, yeah. that shit was ridiculous, man. It really was, man. <laughs> and it's like, say what you want about Kyrie. You could say he shouldn't have tweeted out some shit that he didn't know what was all in it or if it was accurate. But it's like, man, that whole, just era, that whole thing was ridiculous. Just suspend man. me, man. Suspend me for 20 games or yeah. a year. Like, suspend him for a year at that point and just keep it moving. Like, don't sit here talking about he need to apologize and, and the apology wasn't sincere enough. You yeah, need to do yeah, another one. Yeah, he has to one. make us believe he's sorry. Like, yeah. Fuck? Oh, just kick, <laughs> just kick me out the league at this point. Like, don't make me look like a fool. No, nah, they sent him to Dallas as punishment. So <laughs> that, that was his suspension going to Dallas for half a season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, man. So uh, I guess we'll keep it with sports media. How do you feel about uh, Shannon Sharp, who we uh, talked about a conspiracy theory last? Well, I did. I'm not going to put that on you. But uh, <laughs> you talked about a, a conspiracy theory about Shannon Sharp and his stylist. And now Shannon Sharp uh, apparently is going to leave Undisputed sometime after the NBA Finals. Um, we don't know where he's going to be. Where he'll end up if he's just a free agent who's just going to keep doing his podcast or whatever. I don't know. But uh, it has been basically leaked that he will be leaving the show soon. And he has not confirmed or denied it publicly, which means it's going to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a silent confirmation. Because <laughs> if it was not true, he would have said it on the show and he didn't even mention it. So, yeah, yeah he's gone. Uh, what do you think about this? And what do you think is going to happen to Skip Bayless? And where do you think Shannon Sharp ends up, Figgy? Um, I uh, I was to me the timing was kind of interesting because remember it was just last week we was talking about him and Kwame Brown, yeah, and how he's calling him a company man and thick tongue and all this other stuff. Um. I think I think that timing was interesting because my my little my conspiracy mind kind of got to going a little bit and was wondering if if that actually played a part in it, but I don't think it. I I just thought about that, but I don't think it really played a part. I I really think Shannon and Skip didn't like each other anymore. I think they probably hated each other, and it got to a point where. They, I guess they came to an agreement to just chill out. Like, like I, I go my separate way. But um, I seen, I seen on, I guess the Stephen A. Smith show. I don't know if it's like a radio show. I think, I think it might be like, like a, a podcast, podcast think, yeah. or something like that. But um, he was actually open to uh, bringing Shannon Sharp on. I want to say and working with him again. So I think that would be interesting. I could see Shannon Sharp going to ESPN because he he was working with ESPN a little bit, and um, ironically, that's how he ended up getting the show with Skip over at FS1 because I think he filled in for Stephen A. one time, and they had, them two actually did the show together. I guess it was like an unofficial mock show of their show they was going to do at FS1, and then months later they went to FS1 together. But um, I could see I could see Stephen A. Smith sticking his hand out trying to get Shannon Sharp over there so he could be. Uh, uh, I don't think I don't think Stephen A. would do the one on one guess again like he did with Max Kellerman. But I could yeah. see him um, being a, a first take guy and being all over the place. You know how ESPN is; they will use the hell out of you, and you'll be on everything. But um, 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting, man. Um, yeah, I, I was just thinking about some of the funny. It, they that show, I ain't really follow that show too much because I don't really care for Skip Bayless like that. But that show has some legendary moments, man. <laughs> They had a lot of legendary moments with the, especially the, the, the my favorite one is the, the put your glasses back on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he was sitting there. See, you always trying to say I'm jealous, Skip. You always trying to say I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you got a personal attack. Like, his voice was like, cracking like, up, woo, too. Woo, 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell, I, if you hear that clip, you can tell Skip was about to say, put your fucking glasses back yep. on. Yeah. Like, put yep. your f- glasses back on. <laughs> and he actually put the glasses back on, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the show was really good when it started, man. I remember, like, the fuckery. Uh, Shannon Sharp would come in dressed as LeBron with the LeBron jerseys. He would wear a goat mask for, like, the entire first segment. Yeah. <laughs> and some shit like that. Just fucking with Skip. But I think uh, after a while, you could tell they just didn't like working with each other, man. The fights seemed more and more like real yeah. after a while. And people want to act like, oh, it's just TV. They're just selling it. Nah, man. They're not nah, no man. fucking Hollywood caliber actors, dog. Yeah. If they're getting mad like that, they're they're really getting mad at each other. Yeah. So you could tell. And look, Skip, I think, is just a... I think he he wants total control of the show. And he already has it. It's his show. Even Shannon Sharp admits it. It's Skip's show. Yeah. So Shannon kind of has to go with whatever Skip says. If they got to talk about the Cowboys for two hours straight, they got to talk about the Cowboys for two hours straight. Yeah. If they got to talk about the same LeBron shit over and over again, they that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I would think Shannon Sharp probably wants his own show, his own thing where he gets to actually talk about and maybe something other than sports, too. He might go the Michael Strahan route, man. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, he's talented. Of course, he he's very entertaining. And he'll be okay wherever he goes. I don't know if he goes to ESPN. Uh, like, if he went to ESPN, I think Stephen A. Smith said he would bring him in for like a once-a-week guest. Mm. And it's like, and that's, I mean, he already got enough of that over yeah. there. So yeah. I can't see him going back to just do first take. You know, I would think he wants his own show. It might be a variety show or I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see where he ends up. Um, maybe follow his stylist for some clues, man. I don't know. <laughs> see where they see where they be posted up. Yeah. But uh yeah, man. It's uh end of an era. Yeah. End of an era. I don't know what happens to Skip at this point. I know FS1 is paying him a lot of money, and I don't think as many people will watch if there's no Shannon Sharp there with him. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think so either. I think I can see FS1 pretty much trying to do what ESPN do and have like rotating guests. Yeah, and just be the Skip Bayless show and Skip Skip and Friends or some type of shit, some shit like that. And um, I don't know how it's gonna work, but um, Shannon Sharp, like that's the only reason I kind of like the show. I told you, I ain't like I ain't really care for Skip Bayless like that. Oh yeah. But uh, he was the only reason I would even look at the show. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what FS1 gonna eventually do with that. But um, I gotta, I gotta play the clip, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. gotta play the clip. <laughs> All right. 
what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something into question, I'm jealous. No, Kip, I did well, what I did. I never did. said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Kip, I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I so got three what? Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you are. I'm better than you are. See what you do? You take personal shots. No, when you put I, don't, I don't take personal yeah. shots. Oh, you time started time it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I didn't so, take oh, a personal shot at you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? You would take a personal shot. Put your glasses back on. Can I finish? You're willing to take a personal shot at me to say this man is better than me because I say he's playing bad this year? Well, because you 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 just go ahead. You disrespect him. It's it's just so. It, so you, would just, you know what? It's beneath your you dignity. You would disrespect me to no, support him. No, well, I'll, I'll support him over anybody because he's the greatest player ever have played your it. game, and it's by have far. At it. Have at it. Okay? Take off, bro. I'm going to have at it because I'm going to have at you. <laughs> skip, skip, and they immediately went back in the skip Bayless mode. I'm gonna have at you. I'm gonna have at you. The little corny ass uh, transitions. I understand what? how Shannon Sharp's voice is deep and gets that high. He's yeah. way better than you were. I'm better than you. See what you do? You take personal shots. See my voice didn't go that high, dog. Huh? My voice can't even go that high. I don't understand how he hits that. Fucking Mariah Carey pitch. Yeah, it's funny voice, because man. when I first heard this clip, I'm like, what is that noise? Who said, who did that? <laughs> like, I had no clue it was him. It's like when <laughs> you step on a puppy, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Josh, you started it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I didn't so, take oh, a personal shot at you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? You would take a personal shot. Put your glasses back on. <laughs> Put your glasses back on. Did he look over at his stylist right there? Uh, you would take a personal shot. Glasses back on. Hey, Calm <laughs> me down, man. Come rub my shoulders. <laughs> He's probably like, let me, me take you in the back. Go off. Let me take you in the back and change your shirt. <laughs> You're sweating a lot. <laughs> he probably over there fixing his collar and shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know who, who Skip could get I mean, he has his own podcast. I don't think anybody listens to it. I've seen a few clips, and it's like, it's very even, boring. Yeah, I didn't even know he had a podcast. He does. It's fucking boring, man. Like, Skip needs somebody like a Stephen A. Smith or a Shannon Sharp to feed off of. Somebody yeah. who's high energy. Yeah, he needs a loud mouth. Yeah. And I don't... FS1 really don't got nobody like that nope. anymore. So, yeah. I'm, I'm I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think who would possibly go over there because I know, um, I know Max Keller, man. I know I don't, I don't know how that duo will work, but no, it will be terrible. Yeah, but I know I think he's leaving ESPN pretty soon. I think they pushing him out the door because Could you see be. they kicked him off the first take, and now he doing some whatever show that I don't even know what show that they just they just trying it, to put uh, him anywhere till his contract expire. Yeah. So I don't know what he going to do after that. I, uh, maybe he might go to FS1. I don't know if he going to do a show with Skip, but he, he got to go somewhere. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. It, they, I don't know. They might bring in Lil Wayne full time. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I guess they friends, aren't they? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was, and Skip admitted this, I guess ESPN made an offer for Skip to come back and do the ESPN Plus show with Stephen A. Smith. Mm. And uh, FS1 matched the ESPN offer. Mm. So Skip said no. Uh. 
But maybe Skip goes around and circles back the block and says, hey, maybe we can make this work again. I don't know. But who knows? Yeah. I know they uh, got some little bad beef over that whole thing that happened a few weeks ago or months ago with that uh, who made first take and uh, this yeah. and that. So, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I don't know. We'll see where Shannon Sharp ends up, man. But end of an era. End of an era. Like, say what you want about debate format shows, man. But they have some comedy gold moments, dog. And that yeah. was one of them. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. Put your glasses back on. on. You look take a skill. I can't see. I can't even go that high, man. I understand how his voice is, like, that high. It's wild. <laughs> He really was pissed if, if his voice get that high, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see where Shannon Sharp ends up, man. But uh, oh well. Yeah. Um. So other things that are going on. Uh, play this clip because I was l- looking at it for a little bit. I couldn't hear the whole thing. What's going on with uh, Ebro talking about the uh, Taylor Swift getting the Ice Spice feature? Does he have a hot take about this? He got an interesting take on it, and uh, I thought it was cool. I thought that uh, I thought it was cool to kind of play on the podcast, but um, I like I I kind of agree. I kind of see what he's saying, but I kind of disagree with it a little bit because he he so he pretty much saying that um, Ice Spice didn't need a, a Taylor Swift feature, and Taylor Swift needed the Ice Spice feature, and. I think he kind of got it. I think he, I see what he's trying to say. I'm going to play the clip. But um, I thought it was a little bit interesting because it kind of got a lot of uh, back and forth a little bit. Let me play this clip. Ice Spice has her own fan base. Taylor Swift is calling you because she wants to stand next to you. Ice Spice don't need Taylor. Uh, Taylor doesn't need Ice Spice either. Yes, she does. That's why she called her. What do you mean need? Right there, I I was a little confused there because wait, is that old girl from uh, the Complex show with yeah, Joe N- Budden N- Academics? N- what's N- the name? Nadeska. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering yeah. what talk. She looks like she's fifty four. What happened to her? I don't know, man. <laughs> she look kind of older, like way older. Yeah, maybe it's just a short hair. But wow. Yeah, but um, needs I Taylor Swift is calling you because she wants to stand next to you. That part, we talked about the Taylor Swift um, situation with the Ice Spice and all that stuff. You kind of feel, uh, you kind of got me up to date on that. I kind of disagree with that, man. I don't think Taylor Swift was, you know, minding her business and felt like, dang, I need to call Ice Spice because I need a feature for her. I need to get my, my, I need, I need some of her juice. I don't think that was the case. I kind of disagree with that. I'm going I'm to play the whole clip and then we, we can discuss it. Ice Spice don't need Taylor. Uh, Taylor doesn't need Ice Spice either. Yes, she does. That's why she called her. What do you mean needs Ice Spice? Because Taylor Swift is getting old out here, y'all. Are she you crazy? Taylor Swift is getting old. She want to be cool. Taylor Swift ain't cool like that, bro. What am bro? I missing? Not, I mean, maybe she's she getting older and I guess she, she just she's, get less cool. But... Soccer moms love her. Did Taylor her fan Swift, base is getting did older. Did she not just sell out? For sure. Wasn't there like riots to get her tickets? For sure. All that's great. All that's great. But that don't mean that you're cutting edge like Ice Spice. I just don't (laughs) see 
an upcoming rapper. Some people don't no. have vision like me. No, That's I feel cool. you, and it might not be you a, an amazing. You can't see into the future, sir. Sir, I I ain't seen them argue if like you this. In a, I ain't seen them argue like this in a minute. That's why I, I ain't, spice is I not ain't ready for no that. fucking word. Ice Spice ain't ready for that moment. Not ready for. Okay, so you're saying because the collaboration wasn't good, is that the point? I don't believe Ice Spice. A has a stage show that's big enough to even stand next to Taylor Swift. One. Has never been on a stage that big before. Two. Doesn't even have an album. Three. Right? And then jumps on a Taylor Swift song. I mean, maybe there's a collab. Maybe Taylor's gonna jump on an Ice Spice song later and it maybe. helps Ice Spice's album, which would be phenomenal. And I hope that's the case. But I still don't think that Ice Spice needs Taylor. Ice Spice has gotten this far doing her thing. That's why Nikki's calling her. These people aren't calling you because you don't matter. They're calling you because you do. I mean, I feel you, but... Listen, I know on the business side, everyone's going to say what you're saying and completely disagree with me. That's the not Swifties true. are going to act like they love Ice Spice and all that. I guarantee you none of them are buying an Ice Spice concert ticket. They're not. Unless Taylor's going to be there. They're not. They're not. Okay, so you think this was bad for her brand? I think it was too soon. I don't want to go with bad. I just think it was too soon. I don't think, I think it's gonna I like. I'm kind. Of, I'm lost on Ebro's point. He's because he's kind of contradicting one, himself a little bit. On one hand, he's saying that Taylor needs Ice Spice to stay relevant, but then he's saying that it was a bad look for Ice Spice because she wasn't ready for that kind of stage. Yeah. I'm kind of confused as to like what what point like if she needed you would if if Taylor Swift needed a Ice Spice you would assume that Ice Spice would be bigger than what he's saying yeah you know but he he brings up the, all the points as to why she's wasn't ready for the feats look I think they're ignoring the elephant in the room which is the controversy which is really the reason why we talked this on our last podcast the reason yes. why this collaboration happened is the controversy yes I don't even know if Ebro knows about that. He probably Maybe he's just don't. Playing ignorant. Yeah, he probably don't. He probably honestly thinks she just Taylor Swift just hit her up for a feature, <laughs> which I I think is I, you know I don't want to sit there and say it's ridiculous, but let's call it how it is, man. It was a controversy, and I think she tried to move it over a little bit, and I think she probably and she probably didn't know. I said this last week. She probably didn't know who she was. She probably checked her out and said, dang, she actually popping. Um, let's move this. I don't mind doing the song. I don't mind putting her on a remix or let's try to smooth it over this way. Let's, you know, let's cater to her a little bit because her fans are obviously mad at my boyfriend and probably coming at me too. So let's collab. Let's, let's do something together. You know, people always do that. Whenever it's some type of problem with each other, they come together and do a song. You know, like a Brandy and Monica or something. Mm -hmm. So it could it could have been something like that. But the part, like, I understand what Ebro said at the end as far as, like, she don't have an album out. She never been on that big stage. Um, it's too early. I, I, I kind of understand that point. But still, man, it's still a good look to me. Like, not having an album. Like, maybe maybe she could get her on her album whenever she do drop an album or something. But I like it might be too early, but it's not too early enough where I have to turn it down. Like you still hop on that song. Like I like it don't it don't matter, man. Like I I I don't look at it as a bad thing that it's too early. So what? But 
I think like I think he was totally wrong with the Taylor need her. Like I, I think that was totally wrong. Taylor is doing just fine. She's probably one of the, like she out here getting she she's old and washed or whatever he said. That's that's ridiculous, man. I think and I said it last week. Taylor is one of the biggest artists out right now, man. I think it's probably a hot take, but I think she's a bigger artist right now at this moment than Beyonce. Like right now at this moment, the way she's moving and the way it's hard to get tickets and the whole Ticketmaster shit that was going on, I think I think right now she's number one. So I I, I just don't understand the whole she's washed or she's getting old. Now I feel like she's picking up more steam than she ever picked up. So I I, I don't get that part. This is kind of an issue. I've been thinking about this lately, how even though we kind of do all, we are all in the same world. We're still on the same, we live in the same cities and all this stuff. I feel like we're less connected than ever as to what other cultures and people are doing. You know, like there was a point when no matter what color you were, you came home, you watched BET and you watched TRL. You yeah. know, and you was going to see some pop shit that you might not care for, but you was going to see it because it was everywhere. Yeah. Okay. You was going to see NSYNC whether you like boy bands or not. And now it's like, if you're in the hip hop culture and you're black and you hang around black people and you're not going to know nothing about no Taylor Swift shit, man. Yeah. But all the other millions of white people are gonna know all about that shit and for example like joanna joanna's not white but she's a taylor swift fan she didn't know who ice spice was and joanna's not old old like she's yeah, our age she, man yeah she didn't know who ice spice was and i thought that was crazy mm-hmm. but now i think about it like i can understand how somebody in her world would never have heard of an ice spice yeah so like i think in ebro's world he sees Taylor Swift as a somebody who's getting older and struggling to stay relevant. When you talk to like any white person who or people who know of Taylor, they would say, "No, she's still the biggest thing out here for us." Yeah, that would be like saying Michael Jackson was getting washed in the '90s when he was like the biggest he had ever been. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's look. He's in hip hop culture. And we are too. So, like, you hadn't even heard of that whole Taylor Swift controversy, and that shit was everywhere, man. Yeah, I but haven't heard of it. Yeah, there's a lot of people who hadn't heard. I bet you Ebro didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be tapped into this culture shit. So, yeah, look, it, it's people are just in their own bubble, man, and we don't yeah. realize what's going on in other cultures and other uh, spaces and music, and it's just how it is now. But. Yeah, yeah, so I, I would disagree on the whole Taylor Swift needs Ice Spice because, like, like, a, look, a lot of Ice Spice uh, Taylor Swift fans are not. They they don't know who Ice Spice is, and yeah. I don't think any of Ice Spice fans are going to become Taylor Swift fans because she was on a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, you know, so they can play make completely different songs and styles of music, and I don't think their audiences will mix. Yeah, but. People did appreciate the collaboration for whatever it's worth. So yeah, and then also I don't think Taylor Swift. Um, I don't think she's in a space right now where she where she's thinking to herself that she need to get the hip hop fans. 
yeah. or anything like that. I just don't think she's in that space. She would have been. I mean, she actually had a song with Kend- a feature with Kendrick. So I don't know if that was her moment where let me try to switch over and get some of them them fans. I don't know if it worked or not, but I don't think she's in that space where she's trying to still get more fans. If that makes sense, I think she's. Yeah. I think she's in a good place where mer- I think her merch is going crazy because when she performed here at NRG. I, I live right by NRG Stadium, and people were already lining up for merch. And it was like nine in the morning, and it was like traffic and everything going on. So I think she's doing fine. I don't think she's trying to. I think if she wanted to really collab with somebody huge, I think it would be somebody huge. No disrespect to Ice Spice, but it would be somebody like a a, a Beyonce or somebody in that realm. I don't think. I don't think she's in that like a SZA maybe or somebody like that. Yeah, you know, who's yeah. trying to stay relevant. Yeah, I don't think she's in the market to try to bring somebody up. <laughs> and you know, I just think if this situ if that situation we talked about last week didn't happen, I don't think it would. I don't think we'd be talking about this. I don't think we'd be talking about Ice Spice on the Taylor Swift song. No, I agree. But uh, yeah, interesting take. Uh, I think it's kind of off base, but you know that's uh. I didn't realize they had a show together. But yeah, that looked like an Apple show too. Yeah, so, uh, Apple, what's up? <laughs> we could. We yeah, could, I know. We, we could need do the, the bag same too, shit. man. Like, yeah. We could debate. Yeah, we could do the same shit. <laughs> yeah, bring Jasmine over here and argue all day. <laughs> um, Derek Strap on Facebook says, "D Hop coming to town, man. I hope not. <laughs> like, you're not down with really D Hop, huh? You're not down with D Hop." Uh, uh, do we want DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins back, man? What's he going to do with uh, a young C.J. Stroud? Uh, he going to get mad that C.J. Stroud's a rookie and can't get him the ball all the time. Like, well, if I was DeAndre Hopkins, I would not want to come back to the Texans in their state they're in right now. Let's be real, man. Yeah, I think that would be the smart move for his career because he's 31 years old. Yeah. He's probably trying to get a championship or at least play for one. So I would guess he he's over it because his whole career he played with a young quarterback. Even when he went to Arizona, he played with Kyle, Kyler Murray. Yeah. So I would think he would want to play for a contender and an established quarterback. But if he honestly, if he wanted to come to Houston and he was down for the rebuild, down for the struggle with a a, a, a rookie quarterback, I wouldn't be mad at it. But I would have to see what the contract looking like, man. If if he's down for a one year deal or something, a prove it, prove it type of deal, I would be down with. I I would bring him in, but I won't. I, I also won't cry if he don't sign with the Houston Texans. If he decide to go somewhere else, oh, oh well. <laughs> but I I I wouldn't make it like a big fucking deal that we got to get him here or else. Yeah, man. It's funny how everybody leave. Well, to be fair, DeAndre Hopkins was traded. He didn't leave voluntarily. But everybody talks shit and then wants to come back. Uh, uh, James Harden said it was just not working here. What was the word he used? <laughs> it's I forget the word he used, but he said it's just not going to work. And now he wants to come back reportedly. Yeah. So, or at least it's uh, open to coming back. Yeah. So, yeah, Clowney. H. Yeah, Clowney said the same thing pretty much. Yeah. Well, he... He got traded too. I don't think he wanted to leave, but yeah, but he is entertaining the possibility that he'd be cool with coming back. 
So I think people just like the city, man. I think that's I a lot of what has I to think do so, with it. People yeah. just like the people city. want to live in Houston. I think yeah. that's what it is. And honestly, like DeAndre Hawkins still have a place in Houston. Mm-hmm. So I think they wouldn't mind coming back, it's especially like a James Hart. He know he ain't gonna win nothing here. So at this point, I think he just want to be comfortable and be in the city. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's all it is. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm not. I don't care, man. I, I'm not really looking forward to that reunion if it happens. If it works, if it happens, cool. But I'm not. Yeah. Saying please come back, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I would be a little excited if he did decide to come back. I'd be like, oh shit, I can't wait to go to training camp and hear DeAndre Hopkins. But I think the real question is if he did sign back, I wonder because Davis Mills is wearing number 10. <laughs> so I wonder what they would do. Like, will he have to get another number? Or would they make Mills give up number 10 or something? I don't think they'd make Mills give up number 10. I mean, will Mills even be with this team much longer, man? I feel if, like if he signed, I, I mean, don't know. but see, if DeAndre Hopkins signed today, Mills is on the team. He ain't going nowhere That's right true. now. So maybe in preseason or something like that, he'll get cut or or traded or something like that. But right now, at this moment, during OTAs and training camp, Mills is number ten. Yeah, and um, and I want to be that person. But I think DeAndre Hopkins, if he did sign here, he would have. I would make him get another number, because like, dog, yeah. like you had some, you had some moments here, but you ain't that damn special where you got somebody got to come up off a of ten like that. So I'm like, dog, you just got you got to get something else, man. Get number eleven or something. Yeah, he would have to change the number, but I don't think that would be a big deal. I mean, if you want to come back to this team, then yeah, like you ain't the man like that. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. We ain't got it like that, man. Yeah. Um, other things that happened this week, we got to bring this up again because there are some more rumors talking about it. So for the millionth fucking time, what is going on with Jamie Foxx, man? man? I thought we was done with this conversation, Me man. Me too. I thought it was <laughs> he was healthy playing pickleball, okay? Yeah. According to his daughter, they announced <laughs> they're having a son-daughter show, uh, some game show or some shit. And now, apparently... There are reports that uh, Jamie Foxx is at least partially blind and paralyzed. And there's also a conspiracy theory. It, this is posted on MSN, by the way. I don't know how MSN... Yeah, who the like, fuck is running this. MSN? <laughs> right? I don't... Dog. I thought MSN was like a real... Some kind of news place. But I guess yeah. you could post anything there. Yeah. Because a man named... But God, I can't even pronounce his name as Indian. He said he put out an article saying that Jamie Foxx was left paralyzed and blind as an effect of the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> and the vaccine made him get a blood clot, which caused a stroke, which made him partially blind and paralyzed. Damn. Now, if the story was just that Jamie Foxx is partially blind and paralyzed, I might have believed that. But there's no way anybody, like the diagnosis would be this happened because of the vaccine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no doctor would come out and say, you know what? The vaccine did this to you. <laughs> so where is this coming from, man? Like, <laughs> and now there's rumors all over again. I have not seen anything denied. 
I don't know what's going on now, man. Like, what what's what's really happening? I, I'm sick of entertaining this shit. I'm sick of the conspiracy <laughs> theories. We just need Jane Fox to make a fucking video, man. At yeah, this point. just just come out, make a public appearance, and say, "Yo, I'm good." <laughs> yes, like please chill out. I'm good. <laughs> if he's out the hospital, because apparently there was uh, they found his family at some kind of a rehab center for strokes or something, and so it, it's it's all the rumors have not stopped, man. I thought it was over with. I thought he was okay. They announced yeah. a fucking show, <laughs> and now it's like. The secrecy is back. The conspiracy theories are back. And I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Do you think it's something really up with Jamie Foxx? Because I know stuff can get out there and twisted and all that. But do you think they're actually trying to cover something up? At this point, man. Because like, I, know people can't, I know people can't be that bored just making up shit like this. I know this sounds ridiculous, but people can't be that bored just digging into shit and making up whole stories about one person like this. I mean, you can't put it past people looking for clout, but I'm, look, it's been like two months now, man. And I, look, I had a conspiracy theory that he might've been in some kind of drug rehab because he had an episode, but like I went off of the daughter saying that he was fine and playing sports. Yeah. But if that's not the case, then I don't know what's going on, man. HRW on Twitch, what's up? He says, I hope he's just tro- trolling us. This is long for a troll job, man. Yeah. This is, this is going on a little too long he's for He's not trolling. a troll type of guy either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And I, like I said, I don't know. Look, we just want to know what happened, okay? You can say that the family don't owe us an explanation. And to be fair, they don't. But... They're being so vague about everything. And his daughter is saying stuff, and then we don't hear anything else. So I look, if if he is really uh if he really suffered some kind of debilitating condition, just say we'll understand, we'll be prayers up, thoughts and prayers and all that. We will feel bad for him, of course, but there'll be some we'll just know. But the 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 vague messages the saying oh this story is a lie but you're not saying what happened yeah so that's what's really making people speculate because you know if you just said hey this is what happened stop the bullshit speculation he's fine but it's just everything is like shrouded in secrecy man yeah and that's what's annoying about it yeah and like i said the uh the sister came out and said he playing pickleball he good I think, like, when rumors start circulating like this and it's getting out of control, at that point, I would be like, hey, let's let's do something to make sure the fans are good. Because at this point, I don't give a damn about the rumors, but people are actually worried. People kind of curious what's going on, like, to see if he's okay. And the rumor's not helping, but we legit want to know, is he, is he good? So at that point, I would be like, Dad, let's do a little cool video or something. Hell, you could produce, you could get a produce, you could get a camera person and make a nice little produced video showing that he's good and he's having fun and he can't wait to get back to his new show and all this other stuff. That will kill everything. But they're not doing that. <laughs> so it's it's really a witch hunt. It's it's a wild, wild west right now. Yeah, it is, man. Um, HRW on Twitch says he's doing a voice in an upcoming Strays movie. 
if he doesn't appear in any promos or talk shows and something is up, yeah, I mean, at this point, like, look, you can say your family, the family wants privacy. I understand that. But the conflicting reports, the denying some things and then staying silent on other things, it's just, just say what happened, man. If he suffered brain damage, it's going to get out eventually, okay? Yeah. If something bad happened, we're going to know soon. Yeah. So just get in front of it, man. Just say, hey, we're dealing with it. He's rehabbing, but this is what happened. And he's not going to be in any shape to make any statements anytime soon. Yeah. Or, or can leave or, it at that. Or my thing is, what was the purpose of saying he's playing pickleball? He's fine. Yes. So if, like, honestly, he could be in a lot of bad, he could be in bad shape where it won't make sense for him to make a statement. If that's the case, don't even say anything, man. Just say keep praying or something like that. Don't don't say he's fine. He's playing pickleball. He's been out for months or whatever the case may be. Don't say that because you saying that is cool, but people still want to hear it from him. People still want to see if he's okay or not. And if weeks go by and we still ain't heard shit, people are going to start speculating again. Yeah. And say, wait, are we really telling the truth when you said he's all good? Because we still haven't heard nothing else, and it's been like a month. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. They they probably made a mistake saying he's good, he's playing pickleball. I'll, yeah. Unless he really was, I don't know, but I probably would have just stayed away from that until he's actually good to come out on his own and say something. I agree. And maybe, like, and this is my new conspiracy. I got to revise. See, the thing about conspiracy, you could always change them yep. if they end up being wrong. Mm-hmm. My new conspiracy is I think he has some business deals and appearances and stuff lined up where they don't want to say that he can't do it. So I think they might be trying to buy some time and get him to re- recover to a point. And see if he can recover to where he can make those appearances and those business deals won't get canceled. Because if he's in a state where he just can't appear publicly or do anything, then the show's off, then all this stuff is off, and that's money lost. So that's my opinion now. That's my conspiracy theory now. But like I said, I don't know. They might just want privacy and just don't want anything out there. But yeah, yeah just, it don't have to be all this mixed messaging, man. That's my only thing. What's up, Pablo on Facebook, Pablo. man? We see you out there. What's going on, Pablo? Yeah. So, yeah, we still don't know what's going on Jamie Foxx, man. Yeah. Months and weeks later. Yeah, just uh, I guess prayers to him, man. <laughs> that's, yeah, all, that's, that's all you can, can say. say. Yep. Um, I saw this, uh, apparently, a DC Young Fly's wife, Miss Jackie O, who is, I believe, in her 20s. Yeah, I think um, she might have been like 31 somewhere. Yeah, right. very young. Yeah. Um, had passed away during cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Which is just sad, man. Like yeah. is it, 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 it I thought we were finally getting past the BBL and liposuction era. I thought it was becoming less and less cool to do. A lot of people who did it were speaking out against it and saying they wish they didn't do it. But it seems like everybody's still getting it, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still really po- it's still popular right now. Yeah, it, 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 it's still popular. But um, prayers to him, man. That's sad. I can't even imagine going through that, man. 
because this 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 ain't like a health like hey we gotta get this surgery for your health to save your life and you don't make it this is more of a hey let me make myself look better let me do this for me and you don't come home is 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 so unfortunate man I can't imagine going through that man because we I mean we still in a place where that type of surgery is normal. Like, we don't look at it like it's... I mean, it's major surgery, but we look at it as normal. Uh, you know, you got some girls saying, hey, I'm going to Miami to get, you know, get some work done. It, it's, it's a normal conversation. It's, it's nothing... We don't look at it as serious as it is now. And it's, it's sad. And I think it, what's crazy is, man, like... Because, of course, you know, you see this on Twitter. You see it on social media. The, the conversation's popping up. Uh, you know, guy, uh, you see a lot of guys saying, ladies, stop doing this. Like, love your natural bodies and all this other stuff. And then, of course, you got the ladies saying, um, we doing this for y'all. And now, you know, this is what happened because y'all don't accept us for who we are and all this other stuff. And it's, I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's really sad, man. I, I, I just hate even seeing those type of arguments. And, um, like, it's, it's a lose-lose situation because even, you know, not talking about the deaths that happen, you see a lot of women doing it saying, I'm getting this for me. I'm not getting this for y'all. And, you know, I'm not getting this for no man. But then when a death like this happens, it's like, yeah, y'all like the women with the bit butts. Y'all like the women that look like this. And I think it's, it's really sad, man. It's because I feel like I feel like a normal guy don't care. Like, I don't care. I'm, I, I would never tell my wife that she needs to get some work done or anything like that. I don't care. Like, she could say, she could stay fat forever. I don't want her to. I want her to get healthy and stuff, but. She can stay big forever, man. I I I'd rather her stay how she is now than to get some work done, a lipo and all that stuff. And I don't know, it's just a sad situation, man. It's it, it, it could be deeper than that, man. It could be a thing where women don't feel confident and they feel like they have to get that. Where you know, when push comes to shove, I feel like they don't. But it's it's so sad, man. It's a sad situation. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. It's really not, like, like the average man does not care about a BBL or want their girl to get plastic surgery necessarily. But here's the problem, man. When we're on Instagram, what kind of accounts are we following? What kind of posts are we liking? Yeah. They're the ones with the big booty BBLs in bathing suits, doing yoga and stretching and exercising and doing squats. Like, that's what gets the most likes and attention on social media. And yeah. that's really what women want, okay? They don't want necessarily uh, dudes walking up to them in the street and, and, and approaching them. They want social media clout. Yeah. And they want to get a popping OnlyFans. Like, they want these things. They want money and, and influence from their body on yeah. social media. And we give it to them... For example, look at, we like you said, we say women don't do that. You don't need to do that. But then when SZA posts a pic of her ass, everybody's like, which is obvious. She's admitted it's a BBL. It's obviously a BBL. 
and everybody's in the comments like, damn, she look good. Damn, scissor. Damn. Yeah. So we're really hypocrites too because we're gassing this shit up as well. And we're partially, we're part to blame, man, because we gassed this shit up. Scissor did not need that surgery, man. She was beautiful as she was. She did not need a fake ass. But yeah. now she got one and wants to show it off. We like it. Yeah. So it's a mess, man. It's uh really yeah. unfortunate that people feel like they have to alter their body or fight aging. You you we're supposed to get old, man. We're supposed our body is supposed to change. You can't stay young forever. Okay? Yeah. And it's just sad to see that people just can't like they they always want to chase the clout. Like I don't know what his wife was doing or if she was yeah. into that, but Look, you, she didn't need to do that. And yeah. people who get BBLs and plastic surgery, nine, nine, nine times out of ten don't need it. Yeah. So, yeah, very sad, but yeah, and, and they all go back to social media, man. It, yeah, it go because, like I said, I I never told a girl that she need to get some work done in person. Like, uh, uh, it all goes back to what we like on Instagram. We yeah. we like a girl with a big ass. But in person, I never said, "Dang, this girl look good." Like, let me get your butt done, or let me get your your uh your boobs done. Let me get let me snatch your weight. Uh, like, I n- never said that, <laughs> or or I never knew no anyone that said anything like that. Maybe in the rapper world, uh, maybe they do that. I don't know. Maybe they say it in songs. Maybe they do it, but like in real life, I n- like I never heard nobody say that. Like let me get you, let me get some work done for you, and it's it, it, it's sad, man. It's like, dog. I'm serious when I say every woman who I've asked if they would get a BBL, all of them have said yes. Mm. All of them, even when with like little already good looking booties, <laughs> are yeah. like, yes, I would get plastic surgery. Yes, I would get a BBL, mm. and I'm like, this is not men telling them they need this. But they yeah. just want to feel better about themselves. And HRW says women don't realize men aren't that picky in real life. I think they do, man. Okay. <laughs> I think they realize men will fuck anything. Okay. But women still want to look good. They yeah. want, like I said, it's Instagram pressure, it's social media pressure, and it's them wanting to look like what they see on the internet not realizing that there's setbacks and drawbacks and you don't need to do all that. But it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't wait till this trend kind of die down, man. And I mean, salute to the girls who want to get this and got it and look mm-hmm. good and all that stuff. Like, I don't have a problem with it, but like, I don't, I I just hate the whole peer pressure thing or the whole, I want to look like this person. So uh, that would, that would get me more attention. It's just like you don't have to do that, man. Like a lot of guys, I see a lot of guys with women that don't look like they got a BBL at all, and they love them the same as if they did. So I just, I just, I just can't wait till we get to a place like that. But I don't think we will, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening, man. It like, I can't think of a time in my life when like a fat ass was not popular. Okay, so (laughs) I don't see it going in reverse. I think, I I will say, I think the celebrities will back off it. I think they already are. But 
as far as like the hood models and people on IG, like people are still going to keep gassing that stuff up. Yeah. And that's going to be the most popular accounts on Instagram. So, you know what yeah. it is. I th- yeah, I, I definitely think the grade A celebrities like the Kim K's and the Cardi's yeah. and stuff like that. I think Black China took all her shit out. She took everything yeah, she's out. like a born-again Christian now or she, something, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she was all covered up and all that shit. It was crazy. But um, I think those celebrities are going against it. But like I said, the IG model is the one that, that's making a lot of money off of IG, by the way, because of their BBLs and OnlyFans and stuff like that. Why would they stop? <laughs> Why would they stop? That would stop their money. They're not Kim K where they can do something like that. Exactly. So it's man, it's is is very unfortunate. But and I, I I always think about stuff like this where like like now I've been seeing a lot of the uh I don't know if guys are really doing this, but I see a lot of the uh the surgery to make you taller. Yeah, I've seen that. And I'm just like, man, are you that pre- I'm a short guy. <laughs> so yes, I wish God would have made me like six four, six five, or some shit. But I've never been that pressed to try to get surgery so I could get a few inches taller. It's just it's like I'll be wondering, like, damn, is 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 this really a mental thing where you feel like you gotta, you know, change the way you are as far as like height, like stuff that you can't really change. Like, I understand going to the gym. Like, I think everybody should live a healthy lifestyle. Going to, going to the gym and all that stuff, I'm still doing it now. But to try to change your height, try to, you know, change your shape and all that stuff, it's just, it's just like, man, that's, I, I, that's crazy. Look, to be 100% fair, I understand people getting height surgery more than people getting BBLs, okay? Because, look, a a woman, if she tried hard enough, can make her body... Look, you can't have, like, huge breasts or, like, the biggest ass just by working out. But you can get toned up pretty nicely just by working out. The thing is, most people don't want to work out, man, okay? They want the quick fix. But no matter what you do in the gym, a man cannot get taller, okay? If you're short, you're short. And a lot of women just don't fuck with short guys, man. I, I like at least that's what they say. I mean, look, every short guy I know been cuffed up. But a lot of women will say that's one of their standards. I don't I don't want no man shorter than me or I don't want shit like that. It's unfair, of course, cuz dudes can't do anything about their height, man. You're just born with it. But they they're the discrim- there is the discrimination against people who men who were born shorter, man. So I understand that more. Look, I feel like you should love yourself regardless. Yeah. And you look, if you lack in one area, just make up for it in another. I feel like there's always yeah. a way you can overcome anything as a man. But I understand that more than getting a BBL or a tummy tuck. Because I feel like that's just kind of laziness. <laughs> and at least with dudes who are making themselves taller, it's like, look, I can't. Look, I can't get if taller can, on if, my own. If man. I could work out, I would uh, get tall. I would do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I understand that more. I'm not saying I support it or agree with it, but I understand that more than the cosmetic surgery of just getting a fatter ass. But yeah. that's just me, man. 
Yeah, but that that surgery just looked so rough because they showed somebody who got it, and he it looked like he would never walk again, man. Yeah, you basically have to break your legs and like let it heal, then break it again and keep doing yeah. it over and over again. I'm like, damn! Like if you told me I could get six foot three, it, uh, to get that surgery, y'all could make me six foot three. I don't know if I would get it, man. I like I just look. I don't have a problem. So, yeah, it sucks sometimes being short. Of course, some girls turned me down because I was short and all this other shit. But I still ain't have a problem getting girls, man. It wasn't it wasn't the NRBO. I might not get the girl I wanted <laughs> or the one I wanted in that moment, but I still had some fine ass girls that some other people didn't get. So I just I don't know. It it was never that deep for me to try to. Uh, uh, to be pressured to get taller like that, and and especially go through all of that, that uh, that was that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's pretty rough, man. It looks pretty rough, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I read this. There was like this anime of this guy, like it was a fighting anime, and there was this guy who did that, and I thought it was like fake. It was years ago. I read this shit, and it's like this guy made himself taller with limb lengthening surgery. I'm like, what the fuck kind of anime <laughs> shit is this? And then, like years later, I read people actually did this in real life, and it works. I'm like, what? So, yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous, it man. I really can't believe people are doing this, but you know, yeah, it is. I'm, yeah, I'm they, like, people doing everything, man. <laughs> yep, getting fake abs for men and fake muscles and shit. Yeah, like. What's the point of fake muscles that can't lift shit, dog? Like, what do you yeah. think you're going to get exposed eventually if you got fake stop, muscles yeah. and can't lift nothing? Stop, yeah, stop being lazy. <laughs> you got to be a lazy piece of shit to get some fucking BBL muscles, man. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's crazy, dog. man. Like, look, man, I've been in the gym a lot. I, I, I've been on it heavy. And it feel good to actually work out and you mm -hmm. can see some results. Like, I can see it in my arms. My arms kind of getting tight. Like I can see some results and it feel good. And I and it make me watch what I eat too. Because I'm doing all this work. I'm putting in all this work. And it made me not want to eat unhealthy. So now like it it mean a lot. It's not just about looking good too. It's about feeling good. Mm -hmm. And I've been feeling I've been feeling some of the best in a long time, man. So I just don't understand. I, I get it's hard trying to wake up and get in the routine and work out. It was a bunch of times where I was just like, man, maybe I'll need to be doing this shit. I want to get back to <laughs> not doing this shit, but uh, it's, it's worth it, man. I, I, I just can't take the easy route. Niggas don't want that shit, man. People, people want to sip lean and drink all day and still look good, <laughs> you know? So it is, and eat fucking hot chips and <laughs> wings all day and sit around and still look drink, good. Yeah, man. drink soda and all that shit. Yeah. Don't drink not an ounce of water. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, nah, everybody just wants the easy way out, man. And it's like, I don't know. It's getting tougher in this society where it's like, it's so easy to stay at home and do nothing now. Yeah. Where before you had to get outside, you at least get some workout, just walking around and shit. Mm -hmm. Now it's just niggas working from home, people staying at home. You got a studio at home. You ain't got to go. If you're recording, you could just record at your house. Yeah. So it's like man, people ain't getting no exercise no more, man. <laughs> Nor did they want to. They don't want that bullshit no more. Yeah. So it is. I don't know. 
Um, oh, yeah. You have any opinion about the Suns hiring uh, Frank Vogel and his coaching carousel? Yeah, where was, somebody get fired one month and then hired the next week. Yeah, I was going to say, man, this the NBA is musical chairs for the head coaches, man. They just go from one place to the other place to the other place. Sometimes, like, it's, it's weird because, like, when you look at the NFL, a coach can be, you know, there for a minute. As long as he gets to the playoffs, he'd be there for a minute. And sometimes it comes to a place where, like, I think the most a coach ever got hired for other teams was probably, like, maybe three times. Maybe, maybe like, three times. Because, other like, their run get burnt out real quick. Some coaches, you know, had some years and they got fired and they never came back as a coach. They just never got back to that head coaching level. Some will get a, a, a second chance. Get fired. That's it. But this ain't like these coaches just get fired and get hired. Fired, hired. They just going all over the map, man. And um, this is another thing, man. Frank Frank was just in L.A. And he got fired. <laughs> I want to say a year or two after the championship. Yeah. So it's, it's musical chairs, man. I don't, I don't understand the Suns firing Monty Williams that quick. And and then felt like Frank Vogel was the answer. So I don't I don't know, man. I just, like I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um the NBA has become like soccer, dog. Soccer be firing people quick. All it takes is one bad season in soccer. And they it's I was over. talking to my friend. He was like a he's a Chelsea fan. And like they fired this coach, even though he won a bunch of games and trophies and championships. It's like they they had one bad year and they got rid of him. And I'm like, how can you get dog? They had one bad year. They he's like, you don't understand, man. The team was going downhill. I'm like, dog, look at his win record, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so the NBA has become like that. Everybody's really like, look, one down year. Even if your team makes the playoffs, if <laughs> if the the expectation is more and you don't live up to it immediately. You're out, man. Yeah. But don't worry, because somebody some other team will immediately hire you. Yeah. You know so what's it'll be okay. You know what's really crazy. So in 2015, uh, when I think it was the year LeBron came back and they had a coach by the name of David Black. Yeah, I remember that. He got hired before <laughs> anybody knew LeBron was gonna come back. Mm-hmm. So he thinking, oh, it's gonna be, you know, um kind of a rebuild, Kyrie Irving and all this other stuff. And when LeBron came back. It went from that to championship or bust. So now you got this head coach who never been an NBA head coach ever. He was, I think, he was coaching overseas or some shit or some yeah. college. I don't know. So now this this dude, I don't want to say he got them to the finals, but he was the head coach when they got to the finals and they lost to the Warriors because of the injuries. That following year, I think they fired him like ten games in. <laughs> so it's like, damn, like what? Like, how crazy is that? And I don't think he ever got a head coach a job since. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's um, why that was a weird hire to begin with, though. It, it, I was like, it was. who the fuck is David Blatt, man? For, yeah. for the Lakers, too. But yeah, that was when they were all in on their young core. Their young core that they immediately gave up yeah. on when yeah. LeBron came. Yeah, they were. <laughs> it, what's funny is they were going in that direction. Of trying, they were trying to find themselves. They were trying to think outside the box a little bit. And they hired David Black. 
And uh, I think that was the year they drafted Andrew Wiggins. Or or mm-hmm. I think Andrew Wiggins is going to go number one. And as soon as LeBron put in and said he's he's um, coming coming home or whatever, they're like, oh, we going to play with Andrew Wiggins? He's like, yep. nope. <laughs> nope, we trading that nigga for the, Kevin Love. <laughs> so they yep. blew up that team, man. <laughs> It's funny because uh, Kyle Kuzma, I saw he tweeted about this because I guess there was a story that the Lakers were interested in keeping their young core together. And Kyle Kuzma retweeted that and said, I heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers used to be all about their young core of Lonzo and Kyle Kuzma and D'Angelo Russell, all them dudes. They got shipped the fuck out of there, man, yep. pretty quickly. So... <laughs> Yeah. So much for the young core. HRW says Monty Williams going from Phoenix to to depressing Detroit. Yeah, I know. Well, and what's the the crazy part is I think he like the highest paid coach. He got is they, he really? They gave him like thirteen, fourteen million dollars, man. Well, he had to go to Detroit, man. They had to make it enticing a little bit, cause that, shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I get that part. I ain't mad at that part, but how crazy is that, man? And I I don't think he should have been fired from Phoenix, but. Damn, bro! Like we, like he making more than Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. He making more than Greg Popovich. Like by by like a healthy amount. <laughs> I think Steve Kerr. I don't think Steve Kerr making like ten million. I think he making a little under. Steve 10. Kerr ain't fucking coaching shit, man. Okay, like, get, <laughs> like hey, he don't deserve hey, to make a lot of money. I'm I, sorry. I mean, what the hell is Monty Williams coaching in? <laughs> Fair enough. But um, shit, it, I mean, if anything, I would, I would, I would have thought Steve Kerr was making at least ten. Well, I want to say he's making like eight or something, something like that. I think Popovich is making probably like eight or nine or ten, somewhere around there. And Monty Williams making four, like 13, 14 mil. I'm like, damn. That's, that's Steve, Steve Kerr got more to say about social justice issues than he does about like plays and schemes and strategies yeah. and basketball. Okay, or Draymond Draymond Green punching people. Right, <laughs> he can't even control his own locker room. Every year, there's oh the locker room. There, there's a lot of issues going on with the Warriors this year. Like motherfucker, you the coach. You supposed to nip that shit in the bud, man. Yeah. But, oh well. Speaking of which, their president resigned. Um, oh, the GM too. Yeah, yeah. The, was he the GM? The president? Who was he? Yeah, I, can't I think remember. he was the GM. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. At a time when uh, they got some decisions to make about some players and veterans on the team, I think Clay Thompson and Draymond. They might need to take some pay cuts or some shit. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know what's going to happen, man. But what if did 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 LeBron end the the Warriors dynasty? Mm, that's a new question now, I guess. <laughs> mm. Is it over now? Yeah. I don't know. Well, he did beat them this postseason, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah but I mean, then it, this, it, this team wasn't that good, man. So yeah, no, nah, it, it, it was. They were going to lose eventually. Yeah, they. Yeah, it was time to blow it up, man. Yeah. Um, was it Clay Thompson ain't looking that good? They probably nah. need to get rid of him. I don't know what they're going to do with Draymond, so. Yeah, and by the way, the highest paid coach is Monty Williams at 13.5 mil. Greg Popovich is at 13 mil. Steve Kerr is at 9.5. Eric Spoelstra at 8.5. And Rick Carlisle is at uh, 7.25. Eric Spoelstra should get paid more, man. I'm sorry. He should get paid more than Steve Kerr. That's the best coach. That's the best coach in the the league right now, man. I don't care what nobody say. 
Well, uh, dude who brought around the Kings is pretty good too. I oh, Mike Brown. Mike yeah, Brown. Mike Brown. He's up there because he turned that franchise around in one season already. So, yeah. I don't know. What up, Armchair? We see you on YouTube, man. We're about to wrap up, up this podcast, man. But appreciate you joining us. Yeah, man. make sure you check our. We had um, former uh, Ohio State great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we had, uh, he played for the Texans too. Uh, Gary on <laughs> Conley. We had him on the podcast. Make sure you check that out on YouTube. It's pretty good. Yes, yeah, good interview. It's very good interview. He was open and honest about a lot of things. Talked about the the rape case he caught. Talked about a plan for the Texans and the weird atmosphere with Jack Easterby and Bill O'Brien and all that shit. It's a good listen. So make sure y'all y'all check out that uh on the YouTube page and on the podcast and all that stuff. Good interview. Yeah, with I the, might have to check that. I might have to check that out again. I might have to go back. I usually I I I hate listening to my voice. I hate going back and listening <laughs> to my own voice, but I might have to go back and check that interview out. Yeah, there was some there was some uh, spicy stuff in there, man. But yeah. uh, very entertaining uh, guest we had on earlier today. Um, and I think that might wrap this up for this podcast, man. I can't really think of anything else uh, going on. Any any movies? Oh, did you see? Uh, are you going to see that new Spider Man? Um, I don't know. It, it, this is this like an animated series? It's a cartoon, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not that deep in the weeds, man. But <laughs> I might. But it's the Black Spider Man. You have yeah, to support. I might go see it. I might go see it. Yeah, I think the I, first one was really good. I'll say that much. The first one was really good. I'm hearing a lot of good things about this one too. Really? Okay. Yeah, Doctor Umar is mad though because uh, the Black Spider Man has a, a white, white Spider Man girlfriend. girlfriend. Oh, man. I knew that was gonna be it, man. Dog, he went. <laughs> That's out. the only reason he would be mad. <laughs> he was like, "Not even in the cartoon can we have black love," and he said that like five times in a row. Not even in the cartoon can we have black love. <laughs> And he compared that to Little Mermaid too, of course, where she uh, had a white the, uh, white man yeah, or something. He, he was very upset, but it was funny, man. I'm sorry, that, Dr. Umar is just funny, dog. He be <laughs> cracking me up with this shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going to check out HRW is right. The original Spider-Man, I think it's called, uh, what was the first one called? Spider-Man something. I fucking forgot what it's called. But it's the first one with uh, Miles Morales. And uh, this one is a sequel to that, but... First one's really good. Check that out. Yeah, I'm going to check that uh, out. You been watching anything on TV? Man, no TV not really. You treating it like the music game? <laughs> not, like, look, man. <laughs> like, the the modern day writing just kind of annoys me, dog. <laughs> like, like, when I watched White Men Can't Jump, I was really annoyed. But I also, like, that's how everything is written for me, man. Like, that's how I feel watching everything now. It's very 2023 with the writing and the jokes and the Twitter jokes that are in shows now and shit. Yeah. It's like, give me a fucking break, man. Did you? But uh, I got. Oh, I was going to say, did you watch the show Secession on uh, HBO? I, I, I'm going to have to watch that. Everybody keeps hyping that up. So I have to watch Secession. I'm going to watch that soon. Yeah, I'm like. Did four, you? I'm like four episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm, on HBO, isn't it? Yeah, HBO Max, or it's now called Max. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm like four episodes in, so it's it's okay right now. It's like the thing with this show, I'm so used to the bang bang shoot 'em up type of shows, but this is not that. It kind it yeah. kind of remind me a little bit of Billions. It's 
it's it's going slower than billions. Billions kind of move fast, but it ain't no guns and popping somebody in broad daylight and all this stuff. It's just like white collar crime. Yeah. And uh, like shit like that. So uh, I like it so far. It's cool so far. But uh, yeah. I, I guess it pick up eventually. So every time I tell people, oh, yeah, I'm on episode four. Oh, keep watching. It's going to pick up. Keep watching it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to turn up. So I'm waiting to see the turn up so far. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, some shows just you got to stick with it, man. The Wire was kind of like that for me, too. Like, it takes a while to really get going. But once it gets going, you get hooked. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I- I'm going to check that out because everybody keeps talking about how good it is. So I'm going to check that shit out, man. But uh, can't really think of anything else coming out, man. Anything movie-wise. And... Did you ever see a Little Mermaid? Nah, I wasn't. A, okay. I wasn't a mermaid person. So, it's funny. My yeah. wife wasn't even the mermaid person. Oh, really? I yeah. would have figured she would have drugged you to go see it. Nah, she didn't care about that. That's good. So, yeah, That's I never good. even watched Little Mermaid, so I ain't know anything about it. <laughs> Which is funny <laughs> because you you ever grew up with a cartoon and didn't know anything about that cartoon? Like I didn't up. know a thing about G.I. G.I. Joe is before my time. Plus, we're Jehovah's Witnesses, so we couldn't watch anything like military related or shit like that. Really? So I that's didn't know what, nothing about no. That's part of yeah. the. Oh, I didn't know that. Dang. Yeah, military and certain certain shit. So we couldn't. But even I don't even think G.I. Joe was on TV when I was a kid. Like it was mm-hmm. before my time a little bit. So I never knew anything about G.I. Joe. And when they made the new movies, I was like, what the fuck is this? Who are these people supposed to be? Marlon Wayans was in it. Remember that oh, shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marlon Wayans wasn't in G.I. Joe the movie. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, so, yeah, G.I. Joe and Transformers were some things I really didn't know anything about when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't know. I wasn't keeping up with G.I. Joe at all. I ain't know anything <laughs> about that. And yeah. I, damn, I ain't know nothing about Little Mermaid. So, um, I forgot what it was. I think, I think it was somebody was like, "Oh, so and so." They named the character, and I had no clue who that character was. And they thought I was like crazy. I was just like, "Man, like I wasn't checking for Little Mermaid." <laughs> See, you're lucky. You don't have a. You, well, you I, did have a sister, but your sister's yeah, older. They, they older, so they yeah. wouldn't. They wouldn't like forcing me. Honestly, like my sisters was way older than me, so I kind of grew up as like the only child. If that makes yeah. sense, because my uh, my oldest sister, when I can remember, she was working. She was like sixteen at the time, and she was like, she was working at like Taco Bell or some shit. So she was kind of like the older sister who spoiled me. And then my other older sister was like three years younger than her. So they were teenagers when I was like a toddler. <laughs> so they were kind of like my unofficial, you know, parents. If that makes yeah. sense. So it wasn't like. They would pick on me and all that stuff. They would actually spoil me. So, you know, I, I'm sure you and your sister got a whole bunch of arguments and fights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, never would, I never really really went through that. Yeah, no. We had to go. We had, I had to watch the stuff she wanted to watch. She was older, <laughs> but only by two years. So, of course, we watched Little Mermaid and all the girly shit. And she had the Barbies and all that stuff. So, yeah. And, and my mom was into that, too. So Uh-oh. I double had it hard, but I remember we had the uh, Sega Genesis and they had like the Little Mermaid game and they played that all day. I'm like, I want to play Sonic the Hedgehog. What the fuck is this bullshit, man? Yeah. So yeah, they, they were all into that girly shit, but it is what it is. Mm. Get used to it after a while. But uh, 
yeah, I can't think of anything else coming out. So, yeah, I'm going to check out that new Spider-Man probably, even though Dr. Umar will get mad at us for supporting it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for the podcast, man. I can't think of anything else we missed this week um, that's going on. So, like we said, make sure y'all y'all send some love to ESG um, on his social media. Let him know, y'all, uh, we appreciate him and support him and, you know, thinking about him because he's going through some shit right now. So, yeah, everybody, uh, appreciate y'all joining us on this uh, lovely evening. Appreciate you, HRW, I'm Chair G. Oh, shit, we already done? No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we, we still rolling. We still rolling. All right, appreciate everybody who came through, HRW, Derek, Miguel, Robert, all y'all who came through on the podcast listening to us. We appreciate y'all, love y'all, and until next time, peace. You sliding around playing Eminem, your car, you and your old lady?